Hello, everybody. This is the Value Line Observer, brought to you by the Value Guys. I'm Vern Value. And I'm Val Hughes. And we're 20-year veteran uh, portfolio managers, analysts that have uh, assumed secret identities and disguised our voices uh, uh, because we're currently employed as such and we'd like to remain so. Right, we just don't want to be fired by our bosses, right. so uh, we uh, disguise ourselves. That's all. get together every week to uh, talk about, uh, well, to talk stocks like we have for years. Usually involves a uh, liquid libation, but uh, uh, to have a... True. Very true. Frame of reference and try to provide value to people. We uh, review uh, the week's value line investment survey this week, the yes, issue we of May 18. All right. Which is heavy on, uh, well, it's interesting. On the one hand, it's uh, recreation yeah. and leisure and gaming. And on the other hand, it's petroleum. So a little. Uh, <laughs> well, you need both for a good world, I guess. <laughs> right. You know, these are the hallmarks of modern civilization. Uh, we remind everybody that we do this for entertainment purposes only. And we want to apologize in advance if we're not entertaining. But and and anyway. we also want to apologize for not knowing a lot about what many of the stocks we may talk about. And it's morning, um, so I know you even do get less. The, you do get the benefit of uh, 20 years of honing a uh, professional way of approaching. Uh, 25 years the process uh, in my case. Am- okay, 25 for the, older, for the oh, older of the two of us. Uh, later on, I'm going to come back and talk about... Uh, well, one of the Dow stocks, 3M, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, ongoing situation at Playboy, but uh, Playboy. And, I, and another old favorite. But first, I'm going to uh, turn it over to the uh, the Earl of Equities, Val Please. Hughes. <laughs> if you went alphabetically, that would even be more impressive. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, it's alphabetical. Uh, well, like next week, you do something with F. F. Oh, maybe maybe F. we should skip F. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I could do F. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Uh, it's uh, morning, which is unusual for the value guys, but uh, anything Are those birds for the show. Out here? Yes, where's your gun? <laughs> no, anyway. I'm sorry. We're a peaceful show. Uh, kicking right in here, um, I'm taking a look here in the recreational area. And one of the things I like about recreation, aside from not having to do anything, uh, is uh, from an investment point of view. Besides being a participant, right, you mean. Exactly. Yeah. Is just the trend toward wealthier. And uh, older leads to more recreation being in demand and uh, more easily afforded. So, you know, what are some of these trends here? A lot of these things we may have talked about. Uh, bowling and boating, uh, you know, skiing, et cetera. We've done Great individually, but rarely done together. <laughs> we've done... We've done Mattel. Unless you do it on a cruise ship. Are you going to do a cruise well, ship? Well, I am. I'm going to do... <laughs> I'm going to do Carnival, ticker CCL, page 1845. And I want to contrast it because I think boats. on a past show I talked about Polaris, and we talked about pronouncing Polaris or Polaris, whatever, a ticker PII that's on page that a, uh, 1855. Is that, is that a uh, astrological It was actually the first uh, nuclear submarine, uh, I believe, uh, oh, for you historians. romantic. But the thing about this is you've got an older, richer population looking for outlets for recreation. Now, Carnival. <laughs> so let's put them on small motorized devices. Well, okay, no. Polaris I talked about last time. It's got some nice hallmarks of cash flow, uh, gives you a little yield, trades at a discount Mm -hmm. PE. And there's trends here, recreation and ATVs. But there have been some problems with people falling off ATVs and killing themselves. Evidently, ATV deaths is actually a category. Well, it's also, also, isn't it a space where you have to be concerned about rising... uh, 
carbon you've, sensitivities? Uh, you've asked that. You've said that. There's mm-hmm. people buying land in Montana the size of Rhode Island, and I, I just think there'll be a lot of places you can Let me apologize for repeating myself. I do that often. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that is a trend. But these things, I think, more importantly, it's the killing yourself thing that's going to lead people. <laughs> so your honey, Polaris, ATV, or Carnival Cruise. I think Carnival. You just lie in a hammock I, and drink. I What's think, a better I think vacation? the shareholders of that company are just now, having a party. The stats are kind of interesting here. These guys are about nine times cash, gross cash flow. Uh, they're at about an 18% discount PE, 3% yield. Um, the operating margin at Carnival, as you might imagine, is quite a bit higher. And for all the discussion about pricing and capacity, et cetera, all the sometimes negative publicity this industry seems to get, they're generating consistent operating margins in the 30, 31%. They haven't been below 30% in five years. Uh, Vern just went to get a snack, so I'm just with you here. Uh, their returns are lower because they got to invest in these giant floating hotels, uh, and so they're earning 10% return on capital. They lever that up a little bit, 13% return on equity. But what I like about Carnival is the growth trend. You're seeing top-line growth of 10, 10.5%, 11% here, 7% at Polaris, and I think as you get older and richer, uh, your tastes move beyond ATVs. And the reason I'm talking about ATVs, you might think snowmobiles, uh, Polaris is just 10% snowmobiles now, 70% ATVs, a little bit of motorcycles, etc. Um, and uh, they have a more uh, impaired balance sheet, 60% debt to cap at Polaris, 25% debt to cap at Carnival. So I'm going to go with Carnival. You got valuation in terms of near-term um, issues. There are, you know, there were some pricing issues a year or two ago due to a lot of capacity that seems to be rolling off. Uh, share is shifting into Europe, so there's little things that move around here each year. Fuel costs obviously don't don't help them, although it helps them relative to airlines. But I think this thing just has a steady top-line growth uh, trajectory. And uh, you're getting, uh, I think, you know, just changing wealth, rising wealth, moving to Carnival. They own about 10 brands, by the way. Uh, Princess, Holland, Costa, P&O, Cunard, Windstar, Seaborn. So it's not just Carnival, which you might be thinking of, of some wild college binge, which who knows, maybe you're on at the moment. But, uh, <laughs> you may have just turned some <laughs> right. people off. Exactly. But um, they have a whole set of brands. And it's uh, it's an it's a entrenched trend, as I like to say. I think you'll make money on Carnival from this valuation. And uh, that's page 1845. All right. Secondly, this is a little bit of a one-off. Uh, it seems like a, a, a interesting opportunity to buy this company. It's called Pool Corp. P O O L is I the ticker. Still kind of expensive. Yeah, it looks a little expensive, and that's why I'm 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 very cautious on this one. But here's what I do know. Here's what they do. Pool Corp distributes swimming pool supplies, equipment, and related leisure products on the wholesale level. Uh, maintenance, repair, packaged pool, construction, etc., all through North America. This this company has been buying little regional pool supply companies for 20 years, and they now have amassed a market share in that sector of probably about, I should know this because we're looking at it in the shop, but it's about 30%. And there's more to go. Acquisitions now don't help them as much because the big ones they already did, and they're bigger now, so you have a smaller percentage increase each time you do one. 
But nevertheless, what they do have is uh, demographics. More people are getting pools because of wealth, and also population is shifting south and west, places where you can actually manage to have a pool and use it more than two days a year. Mm. Uh, and the demographics are pretty powerful. More and more people are uh, getting pools. But according to this, gee, activity's running a little slower in numerous parts of the Florida and, in Florida and the West, perhaps due to some type of housing correction, uh, and maybe that's why you want to avoid the stock. No. Ladies and gentlemen, you're getting a one or two year, year over year uh, pressure on the growth rate in putting in new pools and the supply and such that goes with that, but new pools is only about 15% or 20% of their business. The business here is maintenance, and once you have a pool, uh, you know, if you're listening to this and you have a pool, have you ever not kept your pool on and maintained your pool? So it's just a beautiful annuity. It's a little razor, razor blade, although these razors are expensive razors, obviously, the pools. They don't make the pools. Uh, okay, so we get down to lower level in housing, and then that's done, and then right. the stock. Right, and, and you're back to the underlying stable trend, which is a growing group of pool owners maintaining their pools that's rock solid and business eventually you get the cyclical upside from uh, right and then the on the other side the analysts are like oh my look it's growing again or whatever but trust me it is going to start growing again you don't need to know when now the valuation is a little rich gross cash flow 285 price 37 that's 15 times or so i don't like that but then i look at this lovely number on cap x per share 25 cents so free cash 250 uh, yeah, so 15 times, it's 7%. Two bits. And it's probably pretty damn reliable. So, uh, you know, that's, I think, uh, a 15, 20% return stock. Balance sheet is in not great shape, but it helps return on equity a little bit. 50% debt to cap. It's well covered with their cash flow. Value line says earnings are going to grow 15.5%. So if I get earnings yield of 7 plus growth, that's low 20s even more than I need to buy this high-quality company. Pool, P-O-O-L. And then finally, uh, I want to weigh in here again a little bit on this whole newspaper area where we've talked about it. I think I've been recommending New York Times, Tribune, and Gannett sort of in turn for about a year. And I want to come back and do that again. Um, I wasn't recommending Dow Jones. What, am I an idiot? That stock just went up 50%. Rupert... Murdoch has bid an enormous premium for the Dow Jones company. Um, and the stock, I think the stock was trading around, uh, what, 30 or something? Yeah. And he bid 55. There's a big, you know, a big to-do about it. Just Google them up. There's uh, the Bancroft well, it seems family. Well, Bancrofts don't want to sell. Yeah. But they have no way of weaseling out of it. Well, they can just keep saying no, and then they will win that argument because it's pretty clear they have the right to do so. Uh, and they'll just have to take the wrath of everyone in the world who wants, uh, you know, some modernization to the Wall Street Journal. Now, I'm a, if you're a reader, I am. I, I love the journal just how it is. I don't need any. I go on the web. I get the paper. You know, the nice thing about a newspaper, and I don't know if you've had this experience, but I've dropped one, and it's fine. It's no problem. My computer, on the other hand, when I drop it, problem. So there are advantages to a newspaper. It's portable. It's cheap. And uh, that's going to continue. But well, readers are multiple uses in the aftermarket yeah, as well. Yeah. I mean, second, third product lives that are... 
Well, start Critical. a fire, line your birdcage. You're not going to do any of that with your, mm-hmm. uh, at least with your Apple computer. Right. Maybe a, maybe a, a Windows-based you uh, would. So, you know, I, I don't know exactly what Mr. Murdoch has in mind other than uh, probably trying to uh, raise price, get efficient. I notice if you get rid of oh, all the trucks and paper, you get a lot of low the, cost. He'll structure. put the Wall Street Journal on twenty more products. Is one thing he'll do. Well, he'll brand. He'll sell the brand more, and the Bancrofts are worried about you know reducing yeah, the, right. the, the the equity hard won, the what? integrity and credibility. Integrity, of right? But so the, who knows? The world's preeminent voice on. Anyway, all I want to say about this, and I got to go because my uh, my wife needs me here, but. Um, is the New York Times, if the Dow Jones company is worth 15 times gross cash flow, why wouldn't the New York Times be worth that same amount? Their credibility in the space that they have authority in is as strong as the Wall Street Journal. They don't enjoy it in business, which the Journal does, and Barron's, and Smart Money, etc., but they enjoy it in, like, everything else. So, mm-hmm. uh, I think... Culture, politics. <clears throat> right. Uh, as as you have uh, fewer and fewer authorities of news, uh, New York Times is going to remain there, I think, Scarcity certainly for a worldwide it. audience. And uh, 15 times cash flow on New York Times is $50, stock at 25 they also have a dual-class structure, which includes the Salzburgers, who I'm sure are taking well, calls from the bankrupts right the, now. That's, I mean, that's the same as saying, you know, the company's worth twice what it's selling at the market today because someone just came along and was willing to pay twice for a journal. But Rupert Murdoch, there, there's only one Rupert Murdoch. I think unless Rupert Murdoch is an idiot, which he's not, no, he's, he's not. looking at things like return on but capital, certainly. And uh, newspaper properties are newspaper properties. You drive readers to the paper, to the newsstand. The New York Times has branding opportunities, I think, as well. I wouldn't distinguish much between these two in terms of economic opportunity, Vern might. Uh, these guys are doing uh, very you know, nice returns now on equity in the 20s. Balance sheet is actually, uh, let's see, it's identical to the Dow Jones. You know, operating margin, 16%. Dow Jones, 16%. Um, returns on capital are higher at Dow Jones, but in my opinion, I studied this a few years ago, is because Dow Jones was more aggressive writing off assets. New York Times wasn't, uh, and New York Times owns a bunch of uh, you know web properties like About.com, which is growing pretty fast. So I don't want to go on about it, but I think there's an arbitrage opportunity here, in the sense that a smart uh, media investor recognizes the value in this dying newspaper channel. Uh, New York Times, I think, is going to find someone else. There's also the superstar element of it. You know, Sam Zell buying the Tribune, uh, Murdoch buying the Journal. Well, the, other, the other important thing we've talked about, because you probably looked at the Disney chart in this week's investment yeah. survey, right? It's been going straight up, and the point we've been making is that the conversion to the digital era, the thing that we have a surplus of is channel and what we have a shortage of is content right content providers high quality authoritative number one branded content providers are going to be great opportunities in the digital era even if they're not digital companies even if they're behind and catching up in the digital era so i'm i'm on board 100 percent with you here but well said Vern. couldn't agree more and that closes me out this week val hughes favorite stock this week i'll tell you at the end stay tuned you know as long as we're as long as we're uh, as long as we're playing the uh, commitment card, art commitment, content I don't know. card, 
Content card. Content. Why did I, I'm looking at Playboy, and I thought commitment. Because you're thinking about your wife when you're looking Freudian at Freudian in there. I there guess. certainly right. is. Certainly is. Mm. We're learning a lot about Vern. Playboy right Enterprises publishes Playboy magazine, which would be what most people would be familiar with, which is apparently about a third of sales. And then there's a 60% of the company, which owns nine domestic cable TV channels, produces programs for them and for distribution in foreign television and in-home video markets. Sure, and, adult uh, channels. It's it's great. Well, Margin. I think there's probably a lot of people who have uh, or are familiar with uh, the girls next door. Very hot um, in terms of popularity and growth. I think. What's I, that? Uh, cable show. It's Not about, familiar. Uh, with it. Oh, it's about the uh, three girls that live with uh, Hugh Hefner, who owns uh, about seventy percent of the Class A voting stock of the company. Hugh Hefner. Good job, Hugh. A moment of silence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stock recently, uh, according to Value Line, uh, around eleven dollars. Um, the lowest high for the last decade in a year is fifteen and a half, or about forty percent above where we are here. The stock was fifteen and a half uh, last year, but that was early in the year. Traded above twelve, looks like late in the year. Um, I'm not sure what. Uh, is concerned or scared people about uh, you know a delay in the recovery story, uh, which is I presume why the stock's taken a leg down. But uh, I don't care for this one, Vern. The bottom line is that uh, this is a company that is got uh, brand and value that's being undermanaged, and uh, one way or another. Well, the brand is eighty years old, and he's uh, he's on the way out, unfortunately. And yeah, things like Maxim got, and yeah, but they've got a licensing uh, business that's uh, growing very rapidly, and they appear to have an international opportunity, and they're getting ready to. Open some. Uh, are you familiar with this concept? Boutiques. This value line match. I'm not, but uh, no. You know, Playboy content. I think is something that is uh, got opportunity, and it looks like maybe mm-hmm. we're about to turn a corner here with financial performance. December quarter nah. was down compared with prior year. March up. <clears throat> value lines looking for an even stronger positive comparison in the June quarter. The stock's only seven times gross cash flow, eight times free, and these numbers that I'm well, that's pretty know, that cheap. These are based on are down a third from peak. I think that brand is not an A brand anymore. I think it's, uh, it's I think lost it, a lot of luster. Oh, it my, certainly has in this market, but I think there's a, probably a significant opportunity for this abroad uh, as emerging markets. Is there uh, is there nudity abroad? Is there nudity abroad? I didn't realize. There are, there are sanitized versions of Playboy in foreign markets where nudity is not allowed. No, I understand. Yeah, so. So this evaluation story, seven times it's cash. It's a valuation right? story, and you have to be patient because maybe you have to wait for. Uh, uh, Fix the Hugh brand. To, it's Hugh worth to die. Times. Don't don't say that. And That's then nice. Christy gets forced out, and but. You know, as we were just talking, content, content, content. I I said I was going to talk a little bit about one of the Dow stocks, 3M. That's the symbol, of course. Uh, yeah. $62 billion market cap with uh, less than $5 billion of debt. So very, uh, I mean, in a sense, almost under-leveraged. Um, but $67 billion enterprise value looks like about $7.5 billion of EBITDA, so around nine times. So... Not cheap, exactly. 
<clears throat> who are they? You know, they most people they make think flat, of like sticky stuff, basically, or, right? Yeah, basically. I heard these guys describe their product line one time. They said, "Well, we all sat around at a, you know, at some resort and decided we do flat and sticky better than anyone." Mm-hmm. They were trying to define their well. The flat thing is the is the thing that is. Um, carries through almost every product in the company, but uh, you have to admire their uh, inventiveness. And I don't just mean for you know Post-its is overworn, but it's a company that regularly uh, uh, regularly innovates. It's just that every product that they sell, or most products they sell, cost like less than a buck or less than five dollars. So, well, right, they've got <clears> the stuff that's all through manufacturing. And it's so specialty material. Twenty five billion in revenue. Um, but what I like about it is that um, my return on capital is around 30%. I'm getting very dependable sales growth. The stock is kind of at $85, is bumping up against uh, highs that it's hit in you know, really each of the last five years. I think this thing's about ready to break out. I like this George Buckley who's come in from Brunswick to... Run the is there business. any growth in this thing, though? That's always the problem. That's always it? the question, isn't it? Um, they're apparently looking know. to do uh, too big to grow. Six percent organic this year. Oh, give me a break! You know, not every company uh, can be a growth stock. I thought you were a value investor. I don't dislike growth. I like to buy it cheap or misperceived growth. Or growth that's well, I think hidden. there's a chance for the stock to break out. Why um, doesn't somebody break this cycle. thing up? Get something going here. Get something exciting. Yeah, maybe going. they should break. It. Well, is it any event? Is there a, a, an LBO or a private equity value on 3M, or is it just too big? It's too um, big. It's too big. Nobody could. You need four firms combined or something like that. Uh, last one. I want to revisit a uh, an old favorite from shows in the past. Cedar Fair. Symbol is fun. F U N. I love that stock, and and that's 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 our thesis. Uh, no, I'm just biggest kidding. coaster park in the world. I believe it's in Sandusky, Ohio. So since last year, uh, the euro is appreciated what another ten or fifteen percent against the dollar. Sterling's up maybe more. It you now need two dollars to buy a pound in England. You need a buck and a half to buy a euro on the continent. Um, more reason for people to stay home instead of trying to go abroad for their summer entertainment. Cedar Fair is a master limited partnership. Um, They operate Cedar Point in, here are the locations, forget the names, Sandusky, Ohio, Shakopee, Minnesota. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Allentown, PA, Kansas City, Missouri. You're pronouncing Um, that one right. Knott's Berry Farm, that's L.A., right? That was correctly pronounced Uh, as well. Michigan's Adventure Amusement Park and Six Flags World of Adventure. I don't know where those are. They have water parks, and they bought Paramount Parks in 2006. So return on capital, which is historically, you know, solidly in the teens, is way down now because leverage is up 81% of capital. Well, they just bought Paramount Parks. But now they'll start optimizing... uh, Admin, et cetera, synergies, you know, back office between the uh, organizations. Firing a lot of people who are duplicate Take efforts. redundant okay. costs out um, and pay, start paying off, uh, paying down debt. Um, and you'll benefit from the deleveraging. And they pay out all their uh, earnings as, um, as a matter of fact, every year for the last five or six uh, more than their net income in dividends. Yield 6.6% 
calculated on a stock price around $29, about a 15% premium to a market valuation. It's done uh, pretty well, I think, since we originally recommended it. Um, it's a little more expensive now, still just eight times gross cash flow, but about 14 times free. But, of course, the f- free cash flow level that's not normalized, that's influenced by the heavy debt load. So as the debt load comes down on a normalized basis, I'm sure that, that you know, it'd be more like eight times cash flow and ten times free cash flow. So um, hmm. in any event, I like the opportunity to uh, get a uh, seasonal surprise out of it in terms of operating basis because of uh, – um, price in- effective price increases by take price in- increases every alternatives. Year. I'm talking about oh. you know the cost of going abroad. I see. I well, you may have Europeans coming do. here. I mean, bring it on. You want a fast freaking coaster? Boy, Come you over you, here you, to you America. Want to talk about you know a great vacation bargain right now. It's the good old it's Sandusky, States Ohio. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> Everybody wants. Let's to be get in going. Allentown, PA. Where's a map? I need to go there. So. Um, that's what I've got, Playboy 3M and Cedar Fair. Cedar Fair is my favorite idea. And Fun is the symbol. And me. And entertainment is our aim. <laughs> Help <And> me, everyone. <laughs> I hope we didn't miss the target uh, too badly. My Well, we probably did. My favorite this week is New York Times. You can't go wrong. I've been talking about this for a long time. It may take a little while. It's a great property, and it's selling too cheap. That's all I got this week. Thanks, everybody. Take care.